I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I'm here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And J.C., we had such an enormous uh, response from the show yesterday about the 14th Amendment. People really, really enjoyed uh, how we delivered the information. They said that it just cleared up a lot of stuff. Do you remember meeting Uncle Milty? Yeah, I know Uncle Milty. Well, Uncle Milty, I talked to him today, and uh, he said said it was just amazing how it had actually cleared up so much uh, for him, and he was grateful for the opportunity. Do you know, I was thinking about this, and on the drive home today, I, I wrote an executive order for, for Donald Trump on this issue. And I'm going to put it into writing and I'm going to publish it because I think it'll be helpful, uh, m- more help for people to understand how this is, you know, how this is supposed to work and the, the authority that Trump has and doesn't have over birthright citizenship. But basically, um, the, the, the executive order is going to outline his authority over the executive branch, his authority as the uh, one who took an oath to uh, support and defend the Constitution of the United States and to faithfully execute the laws of the United States, but also essentially the check and balance role that the the executive branch plays in the um, the tribunal that we have of the legislative executive and judiciaries. And so I'm pretty excited about putting that in writing and I, and I, uh, I, th- I think it's going to help people. So I just wanted to put all of you guys on notice that, uh, check out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, LinkedIn tomorrow. And we will have that up for you then. So Donald Trump gave a, a press conference today, didn't he? He did. It was very interesting. I love the way he speaks. <laughs> he has such a unique delivery in in how he speaks. And uh, it, it's no wonder that he, he throws people off because he has, I don't know, he, he has such an arrogance. <laughs> and it's it's a confidence, but it's, it, it's over-the-top confidence. Yeah, I wonder what kind of reaction... The one comment that stood out, what he said, um, 
the violent attacks that happened on the Mexican border, throwing rocks. You know, you saw the bashed-in faces of the Mexican police and military, mm-hmm. and he basically said, you know, I told our told our troops that treat that treat that rock like it's a rifle. Oh. Yeah. So I wonder what kind of plays that's going to get. They basically said they're not going to come here uh-huh. and bash up our, you know, I mean, they're seeking asylum, quote, unquote. You're not going to come here and start attacking law enforcement and military. We're not just going to stand there and put up with that. that right. That's basically what he said, which makes sense to me. I don't know about the rock as a firearm, whatever, but I mean, I, it, what, surely, I don't understand how you, you, you have this thing of, uh, you're trying to get sympathy for all this. Like people are saying, oh, you're vilifying all of these folks and saying they're all criminals. They're not all criminals. There's women and children and what have you. But you look at this thing and they're waving their country's flag. Their bur- own flag, not bur- ours. Burning the American flag. So the the libs want you to have, or the Democrats want you to have sympathy for all of them and act like it's just this big um, pathetic mob of women and children. And so are we to believe that the women and children took bricks and bashed in the faces of Mexican police and military? Right. So. Right. So somehow it's it's wrong. Like surely, you know, the way he says it obviously is over the top the way he the way he talks. Okay? Right. Right. He, right. He's tough guy. Right. He talks right. like tough guy. But just the sense of it, the, the me. OK, look past the language that he uses. Right. How he expresses it. Look at the sense of it. Are they really asking us to support and have sympathy for people in a situation where they show up to the border and they start attacking law enforcement? And we're supposed to think Trump saying we're not going to put up with that is somehow wrong. I mean, it doesn't make sense. They always key on how he says what he says rather than the real substance involved. Well, they act like discriminating uh, applicant uh, with being discriminating with applicants at the at the border is something new. Now, when I use that word discriminating, okay, I'm 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 meaning from the discernment perspective and not from a skin color perspective, right? So, being discerning about who you let in and out of the country is a new thing. I mean, back when when immigrants came through Ellis Island, we turned away two or three percent of them right off the bat. If you were sick, you couldn't come in. If you were a criminal, you couldn't come in. If you had mental health issues, you could not come in. This this is documented. Okay, this is not just us flipping off the cuff here. And, and why would we accept with open arms people who have already displayed yeah, blindly bl- this this violent tendency? Right. And if they'll do that in this in this mob, what will they do in America? I'll, I'll say this. I am thankful that we travel and see what we see, you know, and all the people that we see mm-hmm. and man, the the fired up liberty millennials that we see the young people all of this because when we have to watch the news to research for what we're talking about i'm telling you i would be discouraged every day because i look at that and i look at this right. the nonsense that how the media tries to frame this and i tell you the thought that there are enough people in america that buy this stuff 
if that's all I had to look at, I can tell why people are depressed looking at news every day. Because if that's all I saw, I'd be thinking America is hopeless. The people mm-hmm. are too stupid to have to have a nation as good as America. Because it's crazy. Just the the idea. Oh, and you're you know what? And then women and children and this and that. So are you saying that? Oh, oh and I saw the one that flat out right flat out said talking about when Trump talked about the criminals flat out said not true not there nobody this was this was within an hour after i saw an interview of the reporter standing at the border with one of these guys who come came over with his interpreter asking him questions he said you know where you come from blah 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 and what the problem is and and he said uh and he said well he has a criminal record here oh really what 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 uh, what crime and the guy said number 3 Number three, and she goes, uh, third degree felony. Oh, really? Which one? Uh, attempted murder. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right, that was the one of the guys come across the board. Oh, oh no, there there are no criminals there. They're just all oh, women and goodness. children. Right, doesn't exist. So what what are these people looking at? And I, so that's the thing. It's really, people, I can't believe people buy this stuff from the the lamestream media. It's it's unreal. Well. Again, this is this is this is truly an argument about citizenship. This is a this is not about about anything but that because of the terms of citizenship have become so mutated and so so absolutely out of sorts in America that we simply do not understand. If you come in across the border in California, you're going to be allowed to vote. Okay, you're in in many elections in California, you're going to be allowed to vote. And that's that's a problem because our founders created citizenship and and the benefits of citizenship to go to people who have an allegiance to America. And that was part of that's why if you if you any of our friends who have become citizens of the United States, do they not have to raise their hand and take an oath? To, to pledge their allegiance to the United States, to the Constitution. Immigrants who become citizens know infinitely more about the Constitution than Americans who are raised in America. And so it's all about allegiance. And now what you have are people coming over here carrying their flag, right? If they're looking for asylum, wouldn't they be waving our flag? We love you, America. Please help us. So that, These people are not coming in with allegiance. Right, and so that's one of the things I heard the President, President Trump kind of trying to differentiate in fact i heard what's the name gottlieb or whatever on Mm -hmm. on five the five or i don't know what it is but he he, i heard him say something about the media doesn't want nuance you got to be in this camp or that camp Mm -hmm. and that was the thing president trump was talking about yeah they're legitimate asylum seekers and he was Mm -hmm. saying we're not just going to release them okay they're going to be held and basically they apply for asylum. Okay, we're not just going to say, okay, you applied applied for asylum. Uh, come on into the country. We'll see you in a year. He said, we're not going to do that. And so the reporters went, so so uh, you're ending asylum. So so how are you going to accomplish this where nobody, nobody gets asylum? And I'm thinking, what were they just listening to? So he tries to, you know, make a distinction. And it's like the reporters, they can't even hear nuance, much less allow nuance. And he says, no, no, they're legitimate asylum seekers and, and we have an asylum process. What we're talking about is 
the catch and release. Okay, right. it's, it's going to be catch. There right. will be no release, or we're going to deport them. He said, we're going to deport them, right? right? You apply, we take your information, okay? Uh, head on back to your country. Uh, we'll we'll be let in, you we'll know. We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. You know? so it's, and then you he said he's going to make, they're building tents to hold the people. Yeah, temporary. Shelters. Things. Yeah, so then they, they're going on about the splitting up the families, and he said over and over again. And this is what they never address. I, w- I wish he was even more direct with this because he goes, you know, we hey, it's the same policy that Obama had. He separated families. You guys didn't say anything about it. We continued with the same policy that Obama had, and, and the country went berserk. Okay, I would like, I wish he would have pressed them even further. Like, right. So why, you know, you didn't, you didn't think that was bad when Obama did it, okay? Because mm-hmm. they asked him, is this a political stunt? I would say, look, I did the same thing Obama did. You said nothing. When I did it, you freaked out. Is that a political stunt? Yeah, is you your freaking me. out? The media freak out. Is that a political stunt? Well, you know it is because midterms are coming up. And that's what we saw in the newspaper, right? There's a storm coming in the upper northeast. It's the midterms. Right before the midterms. Right before the midterms. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. You know, J.C., I am pretty certain that I said this exact phrase right before the last election, the one where Donald Trump is, I cannot wait for the election to be over. Cannot wait for it. I am so sick and tired of the drama, so sick and tired of the fervor, the invented lunacy and everything being about midterms yeah but it is getting loonier there's almost more of an anticipation for the after you Mm -hmm. know every time because they ratchet up the insanity i mean you got it's human nature jc it totally is human nature it's it's you know it. It's behavioral science. It has to do with becoming desensitized. Well, Our society is becoming desensitized to the political drama, so you have to ratchet it up yeah. to get the response. Well, you saw the actor, uh, I don't know his name, big, so tall guy. Um, he was, you're, you're a Star Trek fan, so remember oh. the, the first contact, and he was the inventor of the rocket. You know, he was a drunk. Oh, yeah, thing. that guy. I don't know his okay, name, yeah. but I know who you're so, talking about. So yeah. he basically says, if Democrats He's don't. He's a whack job, He is a whack job. Okay. He's a PETA guy. He says, if Democrats don't win, there'll be blood in the streets. And, and so there's all this talk of stuff. And that's the really funny thing, mm-hmm. the back and forth of the violent, you know, everybody pointing a finger at everybody else about violent rhetoric. And. Yet <laughs> it doesn't stop. Same thing with the racism, right? Oh, you're racist. This is racist. Um, they that what the Willie Horton thing they're trotting out because of this ad um, showing the uh, the Mexican guy that said he was going to kill more cops and everything's about race. And then Don Lemon comes on and says we need a white guy travel ban, a white guy. Let's have a white guy ban, right? Yeah. So, oh, you're racist, but then. He goes on some racist rant and and flips these racist comments, right? Oh, if yeah. you if you were if well, any, anybody in America said, I mean, if you simply replaced white with black in that statement, we need a black guy ban. 
We well, need a black guy Obama travel talked ban. about whiteies. No, my, that's so, my point. I know that's if your you point. You said black guy ban. You'd be fired. Yeah. You'd be thrown off every social media. Probably have your phone disconnected. You know, your house surrounded, maybe even burned to the ground. Somebody would have hired some protesters to come to your house. But we are (laughs) so morally sick and twisted that that hate speech is now considered okay by an entire generation, really. It is so acceptable that that's not even considered racist. And, And Don Lemon says stuff like that all the time, which is another thing about him in particular. I think he's got to have dirt. So does dirt Maxine Waters and right. all of them. So Yeah, but this guy, I'm talking about, he's, he's got his little newscast. He's on there every night. Yeah. This guy has to have dirt on somebody. Everybody, everybody we've seen in the media who said something, even a fraction of right. disgusting, like the many, many things he said, they lose their job. It's a big controversy. This guy is Teflon. He's untouchable. It's crazy. So I came across, just to change the subject a little bit, I came across an article written by a man named Jack W. Holt Jr. Now, Jack W. Holt Jr. is 89 years old. He's the former Arkansas Attorney General and former Chief Justice of the Arkansas Supreme Court from 1985 to 1995. And he wrote an article in the Arkansas Democrat uh, going on this vicious rant against the Second Amendment pro-government control of guns. And I wanted to go th- I wanted I wanted to share this article with you JC because it's something that we talk about all the time. Because when you read this article and you don't have a background in the history and the knowledge, it sounds factual. It is incredibly persuasive. It is well thought out, and it, I think that the average person, uh, even the average gun person, might scratch their head and go, "Huh?" You said, "Okay." You said, "If you don't know." If you don't Cause know, because I just read the first paragraph and was like, "Right, come on, exactly." Okay, so <laughs> that's right, and and so what the bottom line is, I didn't is, make it two sentences. I know I didn't either, but that's the point, though, because you know the history, and so what I want to I want to talk about this because, like I said. In, in teaching the choir, we have to teach the choir how to respond to these, these uh, egomaniacs, these educated elite who, who speak with authority about history when they absolutely know no history. And so he, he actually begins his article by saying, with the growing savagery of gun slaughter and the unwillingness of government at any level to do anything, Americans are reaping the fruit of one of the most successfully laid plots in history. When we get right back. And from every direction we cry revolution Standing together and without permission Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition The love of our country as our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. But I'm only a stranger here. I'm a long, long way from my home. And I'm going to change all the things. 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Don't forget, your premier constitutional education can be found at libertyfirstuniversity.com, libertyfirstuniversity.com, where you can find information on the Constitution above and beyond any other source. Now, what we have is Jack W. Holt, former Attorney General of the State of Arkansas, Former Supreme Court Justice, Chief Supreme Court Justice of the state of Arkansas. And this is opinion section, right? This is guest column. This is this is guest column. And so this is from the Arkansas Democrat in their guest column section. They're calling it a special uh, a special uh, guest appearance because I guess of his authority, his status, his status, right? So. And so he's the cult of the expert, the cult of the expert with the growing savagery of gun slaughter and the unwillingness of government at any level to do anything. Americans are reaping the fruit of one of the most successfully laid plots in history. The purchase of government by powerful interests and reinterpretation of 225 years of constitutional. What's that word there, JC? Law to enrich those interests. And he he goes on this rant against the National Rifle Association, right? Notice this Supreme Court Justice Attorney General of the state of Arkansas doesn't say reinterpretation of of 225 years of constitution, of constitutional law. And so this is, hey, everybody, this is what J.C. was talking about. So remember, this argument, we're not going to go through the whole letter, but this argument uh, is is just very, very compelling. And I'll tell you from somebody who, who read the whole thing. It's very compelling. But he starts off this, and this is where JC and I really got hung up. He says, quote, let's recount a little history. Now, this sets up a premise that he's going to base this not on opinion, yeah, right? What follows is actual history. Right. He he is trying, I'm, I'm a judge, I'm an attorney, former attorney general. I'm a Supreme Court justice. I'm going to give you some history. And here's what he says. Hey, uh, word of warning to long-term Chris Ann Hall Show listeners and Liberty First University students. It's okay for you to grab the side of your head right now because as I read these sentences, they may explode. People have heard this (laughs) over and over again. I know. So it says, he says, when the 13 colonies ratified a new constitution to create a strong national government capable of raising a federal army, federal army, they adopted the Second Amendment to reassure some states wink, that, wink. that the federal government would not abolish their citizen militias, which they needed to control the slaves. Yep. So there you have it. His historical recollection is, number one, that the Constitution created a strong national government, which we know, hey, LFU students, we know that is not true. Uh, number two, that the Second Amendment was about creating government-controlled militias, albeit at the state level, not the federal level, but government-controlled militias. And number three, for the purpose of controlling slaves. So there you have it. This attorney general, former attorney general of the state of Arkansas and uh, former Supreme Court chief justice of the state of Arkansas, 85-year-old man, is now proclaiming that the only reason that we have the Second Amendment to codify our right to keep and bear arms is so that people could have slaves. 
<laughs> it's the only word Democrats know. It is. It really racist. is. Ra- it's racist. Race. Racist. But here's the thing. You forget that in, in a country where the right to keep and bear arms belongs to the people, that also means the slaves. Yeah. Not white people. Not the white people. Not the white people. More than white people. More than white people have have a right to bear arms. More than white people have a right to bear arms, and so, uh, you know, and and it is the fact that the slaves did not have guns, which kept them enslaved, right? (laughs) Right. So you're going to take the guns away from the people, and then you're going to scratch your head fifty years down the road. Wonder why slavery is back. Why I wonder why slavery is back. See, see this stuff. But here's the thing, man. If I only had a brain. Oh, JC singing again. See, this is the thing. The whole I article. I could while away the hours. Then, consulting with the flowers. <laughs> but then, JC, he goes on not to give a history of the Second Amendment. Okay. After he's laid out all of this ignorance about the the second amendment he does not go into the history of the second amendment he instead goes into the history of the the nra NRA, right as if the nra is the epitome of the right to keep and bear arms which any of you who work with the nra on the local level that may not be so as a matter of fact here in florida we have trouble with our local nra so he starts talking about all the this stuff about anyway. So the whole problem here that I don't I, that I want us to realize is that Democrats are idiots. The premise of the argument matters. Yeah. And the reason the entire article fails is because the premise of the article, remember let's recount a little history. The premise of the article being the the uh, ratification of the Constitution and the incorporation of the Second Amendment is all based on error, which makes no, the it's entire a lie. A lie. It, okay, so the whole premise is a lie, which makes the entire argument fall. It and so makes that's the what judge a liar. And it makes the judge a liar. Well, okay, yes. Do don't, you think don't don't even try. Don't no. even try it. Don't <laughs> tell me he knows better, blah blah blah. He knows what he's doing. He's a liar. He he, he knows he you Do you, you really think he knows? Yes, he knows. You have you have a gun, therefore you're a racist. America has guns, therefore America is racist. Okay. No, he's a liar. He's an idiot and a liar. Yeah, I just we we have he's 85 years old. And he's an old liar. He's an old liar, right? But I'm just trying to say, this is this is how far back the brainwashing goes. He's he's one of the brainwashers. Yeah. I mean, he's the one publishing this garbage. Right. Or writing it, I guess the Arkansas, Arkansas Democrat, Democrat publishing it. Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So you got to be aware of of these assertions. Don't fall into the cult of the expert. This stuff happens on both sides. It happens on both sides. Uh, Judge Napolitano and I do not agree on everything. But and 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 Judge Napolitano is saying the Fourteenth Amendment allows for uh, birthright citizenship. That it was written to allow for birthright citizenship. Now, Judge Napolitano, Napolitano is wrong. 
And I understand we have people who like it, but he's wrong. But I'm, what we're saying here is don't get into this cult of the personality worship. Get to the facts, know the history, build your premise on fact. Right? Yep. They can't see you nod your head. I, I'm not getting into the <laughs> Napolitano argument. Well, it's not about Napolitano. It's about, it's about being a people who question authority. It's about being a people who, who are willing to do a little bit of work to, to actually look at the history and find it out. I mean, that's what we did yesterday, right? We looked at the congressional record. It's all online. All the history that this guy recounts in the Arkansas Democrat, it's all online. Oh, that's why there's even an argument out there it's made up. Like, so you can say, you could, like now you could say, go, go read the debates for yourself. Go read the ratification debates. So, so now there's... Now, now they'll say, "Oh well, Madison just, just made those up." I haven't heard that one yet. Oh yeah, nice. So I mean, when the argument's not on your side, when history's not on your side, then you can say, "Oh well, the history's fake." Well, but why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't that be their argument? Because they make fake history. Because they're liars. <laughs> <laughs> so please don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to speak. Don't be afraid to speak up. And don't be afraid to to say no. Hey, um, Sandy, Barbara's daughter, sent me this picture. So we have a friend who uh, travels, commutes the New York trains from Long Island to Manhattan every day. And she sends me this picture. Free subway reads. Okay, so they have a uh, transit wireless Wi-Fi now for the the subways and the trains that um that go to and from New York. And part of the uh New York subway entertainment program on the subway transit wireless Wi-Fi is something called subwayreads.org. Essays, poems, short stories and excerpts from over 200 books. And Sandy sends me this. She's totally outraged. She actually went through the books. And she said, um, she says it's all propaganda. All of it. She said, I wonder if they need some content from you, Chris Ann, Hillsdale, or Liberty First University or something to round out their quote. They say all-inclusive offerings, but she said it's all about... How can 200 be all-inclusive? Yeah, I don't know. But she sent me the, this whole thing and uh, about all of these books, literacy partner stories about uh, the, the uh, illegal aliens that need sympathy, Black Voices Matter, Women Leadership con- uh, Conferences, Immigrant Stories, uh, the, the, the Socialist Writings for Our Young Audience, Stories About New Yorkers, Fear in the City, Climate Change, um, Lies My Teacher Told Me and Everything Your American History Textbook Got Wrong. Little I think book- that's actually a pretty good one. Is it? Little Book of Feminist Saints. Wow. Yeah. We too sing America. South Asian, Arab, Muslim, and Sikh immigrants shape our multiracial racial, racial future. Is 1984 part of <laughs> education system <laughs> I- anymore? Do people not read that anymore? Like, we read that in school. Dude, 
Kids don't read that anymore? And no, I don't think they do. So they don't. Well. So another reason they wouldn't recognize. Well, because 1984 is and, come and gone. I mean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why would you I read a book? I wasn't alive then. I wasn't alive yeah, in 1984. So, it didn't exist. So another reason why they wouldn't recognize this stuff. Like this would be totally normal. This but it, is. But it's funny how exact, like how exact it is. The, you, you could just, you ride around wherever you go and you have this electronic brainwashing right so you want to talk about race Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with our with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. Our last section, uh, one of the books at the uh, New York Transit Free uh, Reading Program. So you want to talk about race? I have to wonder. You know, Thomas Jefferson has a quote that if that says that if Washington can tell us uh, when uh, when to reap or uh, when to sow and when to reap. We will soon beg for bread. If the government can tells us uh, tell us what to read and what to think, we will soon beg for freedom. <laughs> you know, I mean, just seriously. Yeah, but it's it's a subtle thing. They're not telling you. No, but to it's do free. It. They're That's more right. subtle these yeah. days. You know, we, they they just make the offering it's mm-hmm. it's a it's oh, a you tailored don't have to pay for it's it. a tailored offering it's uh-huh. what they make available you know that's just like uh what were you listening to the the guy that was talking about um the censorship internet mm-hmm. censorship and uh, free speech censorship around the world and you know china it was china iran and russia were the bad guys and all this mm-hmm. censorship and it was interesting how that and the, the interviewer, and this was NPR. My goodness, we could do a show on NPR every day. Listen to this stuff; it was unbelievable. But um, the I know we were in in, in the car driving oh, for four hours listening terrible. to NPR. I, I wanted to smash my head on the dashboard, but it was like a train wreck. I couldn't help it. But finally, at the end of the interview, she gets into the definition. Right. So, what is censorship? You see this going on, and what is it? And he talked about. He said access to the internet. Another, and he says, in other words how affordable it is. And then he says, um, what did he say? Uh, Something about, um, you know, blocking, blocking content. Oh, blocking content. So so this was the net neutrality talking about net neutrality guy. guy. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what third one was. But it it reminded me again, okay, well, you are shadow banned here and there if you're a conservative. But he, he was talking about control of the media. And he says that, uh, he he said, well, the, you know, the point is they want to control the media narrative. And so right. they're bad guys, Russia, China, Iron, because they want to control the media narrative. And he said they do it by blocking this, that, and the other. Well, that's the thing over here. We're not, it's more subtle here. Right. It's not blocking stuff. It's right. manipulating. You actually write it and control it. You, you shape the stories. Right. So it appears 
you know, nothing's being officially blocked. And even even when people are blocked, and we know, we see this all the time on the social medias, and they and it's some it, it they portray it as something not related to that. Oh, well, there was this thing, or it's a glitch, or it's the AI. There's always some other excuse. So there's no... That's what they did to me, right? Oh, we didn't mean to actually call your uh, article on the first black man to give his life for liberty racist. So for the (laughs) most part, for the most part... It's just a glitch. There's no... They don't show a direct blocking. So that's what I... It was funny because they were talking about these countries and all this stuff and how bad it is. And, um, and the stuff they were describing, some of it they were describing, he goes, he goes, uh, in China, they're doing this, this, and this. And I thought, okay, I guess I live in China. So there right. was so much stuff that he was describing, uh, that was, uh, that was America. And then the lady said, okay, so, you know, America, I noticed you guys downgraded America. W- what's that all about? And he, that's when he goes net neutrality. Right, so because not, we so, eliminated net neutrality. Yeah, so all this other stuff that he's talking about happening right. in China and Russia and Iran that we see happening in America, that's not what bothered them. Right. That's not why America got downgraded because that's not censorship. It wasn't fake news. It wasn't the <laughs> the crazy. orchestrating of the narrative. It was the fact that we got rid of net neutrality to go to a free market society. Yeah. So that's how they manipulate people with this subtlety. So they can say, well, oh, the way no, we're he not defined doing that. net neutrality was really yeah, amazing was too, too, right? So it wasn't about free market. It was about. Yeah. Uh, um, he said. He said, "Yeah, censoring content uh, by you know the corporate the company that provides the internet service s- telling another company if they want to use their service, then they're going to have to pay for it." <laughs> and I went, "What? Yeah, that's it, blocking content." Yeah, so that's the whole problem, right? Because if you're born a socialist, you're taught a socialist, then everything has to be free. Everything has to free access, and then you're China. Because then the government is controlling all access. Or you're New York. Either way, it's the same thing. (laughs) God bless you guys. We'll see you on Saturday. I received. Let me know.